0: what's up y'all happy thursday coming at you with an ask carrot got my friend and um colleague dude you've been working with carrot for four or five years now yep and then we've known each other forever when we went to college played baseball together and knew each other before that i'll introduce you guys to brendan uh if you guys have been on our coaching calls you've uh, been you've had the the pleasure to be able to hop on a coaching call with brendan on some of the pay-per-click uh training sessions he does but before we dive in I've got a few new things I want to tell you guys about in my office like I always get things in the mail and and sometimes by me talking about getting things in the mail people send me more things in the mail so keep it up guys it's a lot of cool stuff but uh, I want to acknowledge right here mr Mike Hambright with investor fuel first of all uh, Mike Mike and his team always send me really cool stuff in the mail uh, for the investor fuel mastermind that we're a part of the latest one was this killer shirt I make my own luck I love the shirt Mike thank you very much and then an awesome book down there as well called what every what everybody is saying uh, by joe navarro so i'm going to dig into that book mike thank you man if you guys are looking for a mastermind um, i'll share up a picture below that i just saw uh, he did an interview with april crossley one of our customers and she's been on the podcast before the carrot cast and she was sporting her carrot shirt so i always love seeing mike's a carrot customer april's a carrot customer tons of investor fuel members so it's cool seeing that together a lot uh, two more things in here I want to give you guys a little tour of new things in Trevor's office. So this right here I'm pumped about is this new canvas. I swapped out the canvas. The the other one was the ultimate goal um, as an entrepreneur isn't money. It's complete control over time. That's going to go on another spot on my wall. This one I absolutely love. My coach Dan Martell shared this quote um, with me. I'm like, man, I got to make a canvas out of that. So Jen, my assistant, grabbed it, worked with Matthew, our graphics guy, made a canvas out of it. Because really, that's one thing I need to get my mind wrapped into a lot more um, as as I'm challenging myself to think bigger, is uh, sometimes I, I have limiting beliefs that kind of buffet me and pull me back. We all do. But I'm like, you know what? I need to get something around me to challenge with those thoughts. Think, Make me think bigger. Right here, y'all. It doesn't matter what is true. Only what you believe is true, because with work, it will become true. It doesn't matter what's true. Only what you believe is true, because with work, it will become true. That's so. That's so indicative of a lot of people, and we'll talk about some of that probably towards the end. But a, a lot of people just don't believe that something will work. Uh, they 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 are skeptical about something, and if you already go in with that mindset, then the likelihood of that thing working for you or you reaching that goal is gonna be really low. Google paper paper clicks an example. We'll have people that said, Ah, I, I tried it, it doesn't work. But Brendan proves so many times that it does work. Now it shifts, it changes as markets shift as Things change. Sometimes it, you have to adjust plans, and sometimes it get hard, gets harder. Your, pop, your cost per click gets higher. Um, things like that we'll dive into. We'll answer your guys' questions. But, y'all, it doesn't matter what's true, only what you believe is true, because with work, it will happen. So, I want to welcome on Brandon. Brandon, what's up, man? Welcome on the Ask Carrot.
1: Hey, guys. Yeah, thank you. Excited. So, first we're Ask Carrot.
0: Dude, this is your first one, isn't it? Yes. The first one. Adrian's usually the, the guy on the other end of the line. So, this is our very first. I guess not very first. Um, We have a lot of Ask Carrots that are fully Oregon. Brady and I did an Oregon one driving up to Portland the other day or a couple weeks ago. But this is the first one, uh, two-location Ask Carrot in the state of Oregon. Brendan's down in southern Oregon in Klamath Falls where we both grew up and uh, went to college. And I'm up here in Roseburg about three hours away. So I'm pumped to have you on, man. Uh, Why don't you really quickly um, introduce who you are, first of all uh what you do here at carrot kind of how you how you came into the carrot fold and while you're doing that i want people to go to facebook right now um if you're watching this on youtube actually you can do it on youtube too if you're watching this on youtube or facebook put through the questions panel the comments box down below let us know you're here guys helps give us energy knowing that people are here Uh, let us know that you're here where you where are you uh, tuning in from and if you have questions about google pay-per-click or anything this one's primarily on google pay-per-click but if you have questions about google pay-per-click uh submit them through either the youtube chat or facebook chat or you can go to carrot.com forward slash ask and submit it through our official form but either way guys we're gonna be answering your, your google pay-per-click questions we'll pull up uh some stuff if we need to pull up some stuff we'll show some things we'll tell you guys specifically what we're gonna be diving into but brendan who are you man what do you do for carrot and kind of what was your journey coming into carrot yeah good
1: it was a it was a good journey um <laughs> or has been a good journey uh, yeah, so I was working in a, a position in, in a job that I was not happy with and, and coming home grumpy and, and unmotivated every day. So I uh, reached out to Trevor one year, and, and that was when Carrot was, boy, REI theme, I think, still. Yeah. And so, yeah, got to learn a little bit uh, about what, what he was doing and, and uh, SEO. And then I, I reached out some companies, um, so that intrigued me. Reached out to some other companies because I was looking at moving. Um, I kind of want to move out of Oregon um, into a warmer climate. But um, So I reached out to some companies about pay-per-click and, and what I would need to possibly do uh, if I wanted to get into that industry. And one of them said it helps to get some real education. So in Oregon State, uh, Oregon State University had a non-credited uh, certification program. It was a year long. Uh, I was kind of uh, – had steam into it. So it only took me about, it took me about four months, I think to get it completed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was awesome. Um, it is so much worth my time and, and money uh, putting into that. Cause I still use the tools that I learned five years ago. Um, so yeah. So long story into that. Um, uh, Boy, we started our first AdWords campaign together in about five years ago in Orlando. And we learned a lot from that one campaign. Um, And from that one campaign stemmed kind of what we do now. Mm -hmm. Um, So five years later, even though markets have shifts and uh, some of the keywords might not fit. And um, yeah, like you said, cost per click has gotten more expensive. Um, The base is still kind of there. So even five years later, we're, we're still doing about the same thing.
0: Dude, I, I remember that very first campaign we worked on together. It was with, with Tim. Um, yep. I won't say his last name. He's still a carrot customer. But <clears throat> with Tim, and it was interesting, right? Because this is very indicative of those times and these times that uh, we were running it for. I think it was three or six months. I can't remember what it was. And he was getting consistent leads in. But but he, he said, ah, this isn't working. I'm going to cancel it. Do um, you remember? Was it three or six months? I can't remember. I think we almost did it for a year. Was it a year? Yeah. We, we ran it for a little while, but I think around that six month mark is when he was kind of like, Ah, this, I'm not getting any deals from it. He was paying money out there for ads and stuff like that. And we said, so What are you doing with your follow up? You know, what are you doing with that follow up? Are you actually following up? Are you answering these calls live? Are you, you know, What's happening with them? Are you going back and? and nurturing them, and and giving them a call, and and or reaching out, texting whatever you need to do three months later, six months later, and he wasn't doing any of that stuff. And then he reached out around that six-month mark, and he's like, man, okay, I know I was saying it wasn't working, but I just closed this deal, and it's a $30,000 profit deal, which pretty much paid for all of the pay-per-click for that year and more. Um, And so it's a really good lesson, guys and gals, because What a lot of people look at, especially as real estate investors, but agents even more so because agents have a longer nurture time, right? Agents, you get a lead and it might be three, four, five, six months, eight months, 12 months before that buyer or seller is really ready to get going. Uh, If you are a real estate agent watching this and you want to learn how to use Google pay-per-click, it's a little bit different for you and we can answer some of those questions if there's agents on here, but we're going to primarily focus this on investors. Um, but that's one thing that's interesting, man. People will get leads, but especially in this environment, and this is what Adrian and I were talking about, and you and I were talking about too, is that you really have to make sure that you're focusing in on not just adjusting your campaigns, not just adjusting your bids. Those are things that, that you should work on. But what are you doing for your follow-up? What are you doing for building more credibility? What are you doing for making sure that you're answering your calls live, not five minutes later? What are you doing for making sure that on, on your uh, online opt-ins, you're, getting, you're giving them a callback immediately, like immediately these days with all the competition? Okay. Um, RJ Bates down in Dallas, Texas, he posted two different, uh, he, he posted two different, uh, Facebook posts the other day and we can probably find a picture and share them. Uh, I actually did share them on my, on my feed, but he, he said this, he goes, uh, he said the carrot leads are always really, really good because the people are seeking you out, right? That's what we always say. It's the, it's the inbound. And he says that he personally takes the carrot leads. Like they, uh, our system sends a text message to wherever you want it to go. He has a text message, go to him. You can send it to multiple people. And then as soon as he gets the text message, he's tapping the phone number. He's tapping the phone number in that text message and calling them back. And he's usually on the phone with them within a minute or two minutes after they opted in online. And he more often than not wins out the competition because what happens is they're still on his website. They're still on the thank you page when he calls them up before they have a chance to go somewhere else. And so even if you're giving them five minutes, guys, or 15 or or 20 minutes, some people go, I'm, I'm calling them back really fast within 20 minutes. It's like, uh, by that time, they've bounced back to Google, go down to the next site, click another one, that person answers it live, or they call them back immediately, start to discuss with them, da-da-da, they're at their house an hour later, deal closed, you think PPC doesn't work, but it's actually your follow-up speed. So there's a lot of things that are happening right now along that side, but I'm going to toss it back your way, man. Before, I know we've got some clear things we're going to dive into. We're going to dive into, number one, Google smart campaigns, and what the heck those are. Dude, I didn't even know what they were until it was listed on here, and I'm like, Brendan, what are smart campaigns? And then number two, keyword structuring, how not to waste money. We'll go through number three, building connection and credibility with your website, uh, i.e., how do you not waste money? Um, but is there anything that you're that you're seeing at a high level running a good number of pay-per-click campaigns for our clients, running tens of thousands of dollars a month in ad spend all across the country, big markets, small markets? Is there any trends you're seeing right now on the PPC side of things?
1: Yeah, so absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And so that retail trend, Mm -hmm. um, which is heavier this year than last year, for sure. Last year, we started seeing more of it, um, more of, it's almost uh, more of a savvy searcher um, or just a different type of searcher. Where in the the past, a motivated seller would search for sell my house fast in whatever Mm -hmm. location. Now, it's those people who aren't patient enough, who are just more on that retail side that are also searching for that term, Mm -hmm. Um, And it really wasn't the case that three years ago or or three and a half years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just, just more recent. uh, It's the type of terms that a a retail person's looking at. Um, Other than that, the retail side is the big one. Um, Other than that, like I haven't seen much on the cost per click or or the different types of keywords. Um, a, A lot of it has to do with kind of the trends that people are trying within AdWords. Mm-hmm. And that's or Google Ads now, and that's one of the first one that we'll be talking about is is the trend of using these these new ideas that AdWords platform is allowing you to use. Um, it could be the smart campaigns, or it could be a different type of bid strategy. Um, so there's kind of there's trends within the platform, mm-hmm. but as far as market trends, yeah, seeing right now it's it's still on the that retail side and trying to combat that. And trying to combat that is. Is she's kind of tough. And looking at your your search terms each week, uh, you can look at search terms reports and seeing what people are typing in, um, possibly seeing what location they're they're landing from. Um, so if it's a, you see a bunch of hits within a specific zip code, yeah, and those aren't good leads, uh, potentially pausing that zip code. Yeah. Um, so looking diving into your data more often and stronger looking at it stronger as far as those type of types of leads.
0: Dude, so you mentioned the retail trend, and that's something that. I know both with the clients that we work with, we hear some of those those reports. Hey, well, this is retail. This person's not motivated. And also, I hear it from other people, like people that are managing it themselves or whatever. It's like, man, I'm just getting a bunch of retail leads. And there's a couple of things that that I've got thoughts on. Man, is is like you like you mentioned. I mean, last year, every spring, it te- there tends to be an influx of more a higher percentage of people that are deemed a retail lead, right? Um, but I, here's kind of my hypothesis on this year is is we're at the tail end of this uphill climb. I think now at this point the general public is realizing that. I think the general public is always about a year to two years, maybe three years behind what's actually happening. And the general public is finally at this point we're like, oh shoot, if I don't sell my house this year, we might not get a chance to sell it at a really high rate again for a long time and so it's you're, you're going to see a, an even bigger influx of retail this year i feel because of that urgency with the home seller of well i think the market's at the top now i'm going to sell um, and then wanting to really get it sold before 2020 2021 comes around where there likely will be some sort of softening or leveling off and so that's going to drive more retail now is that a problem it could be but that this is kind of what i've been trumpeting for a while y'all this isn't new this is this is a great opportunity These are people that need help. These are people that are trying to sell their darn house. And if you're looking at everything in a darn box, if everything looks like it's in a box to you of, this has to be a wholesale deal, this has to be a flip, this has to be this, or if you're an agent and you're like, everything has to be a listing, then you're you're probably leaving 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% of your potential profit from PPC on the table. Um, if you're looking for things only in your very defined market and you're not having a chance to then go share those leads with someone else who would take that deal, you're leaving 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% of your profit on the, on the table. Uh, bit, Bo Eckstein, um, he's down, down in California. Hopefully I'm going to be able to meet him in person finally next week. I'll be a nap at my mastermind down there. Uh, we'll see if he can come up and visit us one evening. But, uh, he posted the other day on, on Facebook. Same thing. He's like, Hey, He did a video. You guys can check it out on my my Facebook profile. But he did a video over there that basically says, Hey, I got this lead. It's in a completely other state. It came from Carrot. Um, I don't do business there, but I reached out to someone there who does. I sent them the lead. They collaborated. Ben's getting 20, or um, uh, Bo's getting 2,500 bucks, man. Like, 2,500 bucks. Usually I see investors go, Ah, these leads are out of my area. They're out of my area. They're over here. They're over there. Well, they might be in someone's area, though. Uh, they might be in someone's area so find ways to take every lead and turn it into something if they're retail bring it into your brokerage if they're if you don't have a brokerage partner with someone and get it over to them this is the age guys and gals that you have to start looking at all these leads and how can you do something with all of them uh, including ones out of your area those people that figure that stuff out are going are to be able to outspend their competitors on google pay-per-click as you see the cost per click rising and if you're able to do something with all those leads I'm going to be happy because I'm like I can spend 800 bucks a lead, uh, while well, this guy has to stop at 200 because I have more more ways to profit from this. The last thing I'll toss it back to you, and we'll dive into um, the item number one on the list, man. Is is like I said in in this age, what we really need to do is is yes, keep on honing in campaigns, keep on finding out where the best stuff is. You need to do that. Okay, we we can't we can't throw a follow up and all that stuff. We can't say that's the only problem. But follow-up is a big problem right now. And when I, when I talk with a, a bunch of clients, uh, including some of the ones we manage for, but also others, and, and they go, well, this isn't working, I go, that's. I always, first off, go, okay, cool. Does a person, like, who's running your campaign? If it's somebody who knows what they're doing, I go, cool, they know what they're doing. So next, let's move on off of that. If they don't know what they're doing, I say, well, you should probably hire someone that knows what they're doing. Um, but, um, and we're going to talk about that, that Google is not one of the companies you should be hiring to do it. We'll talk about that here in a second. But then after, after you determine that the right person's running it, then you go, okay, cool, what's your follow-up? Are you guys answering all these calls live? Are you getting back to online opt-ins within minutes, like one to five minutes max? And I want you guys to think about that. How long does it take someone to fill out a form and go back to Google and click another site? Probably less than five minutes. So you should be calling them back in less than five minutes to online opt-ins. And then number three is what are you doing with all of your leads that you that you feel didn't fit your box on follow up later? Are you are you text messaging them and calling them each month and mining that and seeing seeing if the right timing is 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 next month or the month after? Are you sending out campaigns you know uh, every single quarter to them? Uh, we we had a deal from Google Pay Per Click that Brendan was running. Brendan was running this campaign in Miami for about six months, I think. Uh, yep. Hard hard market. Um, it would have been easier if I was getting hundred percent of the profits cause I could have paid more for those, those leads, but I was only getting 25%. And it was a year or two years, it was 18 months after that lead came in, Brendan. Um, it was 18 months after that lead came in, Alex texted me and he's like, Hey, um, this deal closed. I'm like, what deal? I thought we were all done with this stuff. Cause we, we chalked it up as like either I get hundred percent of the profits and I'm actually doing the deal or I can't make this work since I was paying for the ads. Um, and Brendan was running the management and he's like, it was a deal that, From a lead we got 18 months ago that we kept on following up with and it was about a i don't remember what the profit was but it it about paid for our ad costs is what it was it didn't pay for all of it It it's because of follow-up guys so that's that's where you got to be right now if you want to make your stuff work follow up get people on the phones immediately and then start to mine that database more in a big way so brennan let's go to item number one dude so item number one we've got here I mean, you got it on your end. I don't have it on my end now. can't remember what it is. There we go. Google Smart Campaigns. Dude, so what are Google Smart Campaigns in the first place? Yeah. The, the newest um, <laughs> tactic, I guess, I call them.
1: Like you said, kind of being aware that when, when you're hiring Google or asking Google to build you a campaign, um, just being aware of what they're trying to, to sell you on. Uh, they are business. And they're, even though they're not going to talk like it, they are trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. Um, so smart campaigns are their newest one. Um, and what it is is that it's a campaign that Google, they'll build everything for you after you give them your, your budget and, uh, your website URL and, and your locations. And then they run with it. So they'll create the ads. They'll put in the, the keywords, they'll put in the bids. Um, what they kind of try to sell you on is that you only pay when people click. And obviously that's for any of it. I mean, unless you're running a campaign, I guess, based off impressions, but that's really one of their selling points is that one of the benefits is that you only pay when people click. Well, um, with that you lose control over how you want to manage your campaign. So you lose control over the types of keywords you have in your campaign uh, the keywords that you have in your campaign, um, so you're not giving them a list; they're they're giving you a list and running with that. Um On our coaching call on Tuesday, we actually got to see a, a account live who who had the uh, one of these campaigns in there. One of the keywords was just "sell quickly." Hmm. So that that has nothing. It's so broad. Oh, There's it was nothing.
0: literally just "sell quickly," not oh, like house yeah. or anything.
1: No, nope, no, nope. huh. <laughs> but. It, as this member, uh, they didn't have control then to pause that keyword. Mm. Um, it, 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 you, yeah, they didn't know how much they were paying. You can't see search terms reports, so you can't tell exactly what people are, are typing in to see your ads. A, a lot of hidden stuff. Um, y, there's some data that you can see, but yeah, it's not like having a full-blown um, yeah, search campaign where you can go in and manipulate and, and kind of choose what you want. Um, Mm. so it's just, it's being aware that not only smart campaigns, but when, whenever a a Google strategist uh, hops on a call and we get them through support a lot, um, of our members coming in and saying, yeah, Google recommended this bid strategy or or these keywords or they structured our account this way. Um, being aware that just because they are strategists and they they know the, the Google platform, they don't know the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, so even lately, the the one prior to smart campaigns, um, and, and why they call them smart campaigns is that supposedly over time the data is is smart. So yeah. they'll eventually um, come to a point when they've they paused everything that wasn't working, and they'll keep what it is. So it's smart. It's mm-hmm. it's using the you know, the data, and I guess a uh, an IT uh, or an AI, I guess would. Artificial intelligence type of type of data or person trying to, to manage those. But prior to smart campaigns, it was uh, um, a bid bid strategies of you can bid for clicks, you can bid for conversions, or you can bid for a target cost per acquisition. And those three are ones too that uh, you lose control. You lose control of how much you're spending per keyword. Um, we actually ran a test with one of our members um, in. in in a fairly busy market, enough to get enough data. So we ran that test from December through March, and and he allowed us to. He wanted he he hopped on a call with a, a Google strategist and <coughs> wanted to test Target CPA. And his cost per lead went from two fifty ish, pretty busy market to over. Uh, you know, some weeks were over five. Um, there was a couple weeks that were over seven hundred dollars per lead. Hmm. And then there's times that a keyword because um, we were trying to target some competitor keywords to um, national competitor keywords and a keyword that would have been about a $4 per click keyword at one time was over $70 per a key for one click. So, and, and that was, he had no control over him. Um, mm. so yeah, you give AdWords or Google ads, the ability of like target CPA, you tell them, um, uh, they'll give you a recommendation for, for this member. I, I think the recommendation was cost per acquisition should have been around three, something three, $300. But even though you have that $300 in there, um, they'll run with it though. Yes. Cause there were times that you know, over $700 per lead. And then after we've, we've gone back recently to, to more than or fully manual bidding. Um, we're back to normal. We're I mean, back, back to about that 220 range.
0: I, I don't remember which client it was, but I think it was a year or two ago we were, we were talking that one of the clients that you were running traffic for got the call from Google. Um, I think that if I'm re- remembering right, I think that they even allowed Google to go in and change stuff. And, and you got back in there and, and it was all jacked up. And, and you ended up having to have a call with that client, explain this stuff to them, and then go refix their account so, so it wasn't all messed up. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. Exactly. Oh, you get know, over a little cold. So that's a big deal, guys. And, and we want to kind of squash that misnomer out there. I mean, I, I would, guys and gals, I would absolutely love, I would love, love, love if Google's smart thing was the best way to run PPC because it would be so much easier for us to be able to just say, hey guys, just do Google's smart bidding thingy, whatever it is, yeah. because then we could just have you guys do that and drive traffic to our sites and everything's hunky dory. We don't, you know, we don't have the bandwidth to run traffic for six thousand people. So that would be the ideal. So it's not about us trying to make money on it. It's about it's about us guiding you in a direction that's actually going to help serve you, and that serves Google really well. But it does not serve you as a real estate investor very well. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's that's exactly right. It's it's nothing against us wanting more members to to have our ad, but it really is to save you and to kind of because. AdWords or Google Ads can get kind of a bad reputation. So when someone does have an account like that and then comes away with spending four thousand dollars and not getting anything out of it, it was the wrong campaign structure, and that kind of makes then the the PPC industry look bad. Um, so yeah, it, it's and we have so many free resources or our spreadsheets that you know, I would say busy markets. Yeah, it's it's harder to manage a campaign in a, a market that. You know, if someone just kind of want to wants to wing it, but small markets, um, yeah, Google Ads is it, it's easy enough to manage yourself in in some small markets. Um, just a bit, it kind of depends on how competitive it is, but yeah, it, it's it, it can kind of leave a sour taste <coughs> in some someone's mouth. That's mm-hmm. and it. Just the account structure wasn't, uh, and, and that kind of leads into the, our number two when we go into that is is this structuring an account around the keywords? Yeah. Um,
0: so why don't, why, don't you, why don't you kind of break that apart a little bit, because I know, I know we have training for this, and we have um, kind of our unpublished, you might kill me for even saying this, but kind of like our unpublished service where uh, we will, for select clients, go set up their AdWords account, like our, we call it the AdWords quick start, where Brendan goes in sets up their account with his AdWords structure, with the keywords, with the ads, all that stuff. It's a, it's a service that's not published in our marketplace, but we do offer uh, for the right clients. Uh, so that's something that we're able to replicate that pretty readily for, for many clients. But how do you set that up? What's the high level of it where you see the most mistakes with people's Google pay-per-click?
1: Yeah. The biggest mistake is, I guess, probably on the keyword level. Uh, and even if it's not a smart campaign, when when Google Ads used to create campaigns or just someone trying to start out, they think... Uh, their kind of mindset is more impressions, the better um, sometimes. So uh, so they'll start with broad match keywords. And, and that's kind of our number two point is looking at your keywords that starting off with broad match keywords, you'll see yeah, more impressions come in, more clicks coming in. Uh, they're usually a lower cost per click than a phrase or exact match, or even there's one called modified broad match. Uh, But when you have uh, the true broad match keywords and you look at your search terms, so what people are typing in to find your, your ads, uh, they're, they're terribly loose. So they're either going to be uh, totally outside of the industry or they're going to be more someone's retail or Mm -hmm. someone that has to do with something with their house. It it could be uh, household items or uh, house lamp is one that I've seen, but, it's been probably about a month that this exact situation happened to somebody in uh, one of our members, and I can't remember what their spin was up to, but it, it was thousands, and they had a full account of, of broad match keywords. Mm-hmm. So that was their biggest mistake was just having 200 broad match keywords that weren't driving any traffic that was legit. But mm-hmm. if you looked at it on within a dashboard, Thanks, you would think that they were crushing it other than their lead count was was. I think they had two. Um, so they had hundreds of clicks, thousands of impressions, um, and, and two leads come from it. Then when I dove into is what they're doing, keywords and search terms, mm. there's nothing relevant.
0: Dude, and, and that's a big deal. So what's the best resource we can drive people to? I know we have a lot of blog posts. We've got the SEO report, but that doesn't really talk about camp. I guess it talks about campaign structure a little bit on that, doesn't it? Yeah. The SEO yeah. report. Okay. But
1: PPC report. Um, we <laughs> PPC have... Report. Uh, yeah, PPC report. We have um, an AdWords guide on our on our blog. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty soon, PPC University will be out too. So yep. there'll be ten lessons of all PPC. Um, there is a blog post also within that that will have uh, kind of breaking down keywords. Cool. Uh, so but for right now, yeah, it's the the Google Ads guide and.
0: I'm looking for the URL right now. So I I know people can type in carrot.com forward slash ppc-report. carrot.com forward slash ppc-report. We'll link it up below uh, in the comments box. And you guys can check out the full report we collaborated on with uh, AdWords nerds and some keywords and ad structure stuff. And then Brendan will, will get us the other link as well. well. We'll link it all up, guys. So those are some free resources for you guys. Like I said, if you want to have us set up the account for you, um, it's uh, <clears throat> there is a cost for it. Just let us know in the comments box say yes i would love for you guys to set up my account for me we'll see if you qualify first of all we're not going to do it for everybody um and then we'll hit you up and, and let you know what that looks like all right cool so one, one thing i want to bring up here man is kind of going back to budget i'm going to bring the whiteboard over actually so you do a song and dance for 20 seconds then i'll be, I'll be back for with the whiteboard i know we do cleaner all right cleaner. cool thanks brady <clears throat> Mr. Brady Brady's are he's the guy who makes all of this tech stuff work if you if Office you guys that's right if you guys have been seeing an improvement in, in my videos in these live calls in the podcast it's this guy right here uh, you guys can't see him right now he's he's over there somewhere uh oh there he is there he is right there this guy right here uh he's the guy who's looking so many cameras <laughs> in here there's a lot of cameras in here man uh so thank you brady what i want to do is this because there was a question that came in here a second ago and then we'll tackle question number three is uh so jonathan says okay um jonathan dude you rock man you're always engaging in our stuff man i love you Uh said <clears throat> we've been getting some leads through adrian and brennan critiqued my campaign on tuesday that was so helpful so what is that guys that was our weekly coaching call if you're in the content pro membership or advanced marketer uh, we uh, you have access to a weekly coaching call where we do that stuff for you every single week. It could be SEO, it could be PPC, it could be could be your site. We have a good number of people who are on our core plan who have no clue that we do coaching calls, no clue. And then they end up three months later going, ah, oh, well, you know, I, I cancel. I, it felt like I didn't have help. It's like you have a, we have amazing support. We have people that the we have the best support in the industry on live chat and email. <clears throat> you can hop on a a, a strategy call, but guys. You're gonna unlock a lot of features in the Content Pro and Advanced Marketer plans, all the way from our keyword tracking tool to our campaign builder tool that helps you track which campaigns in Google pay-per-click are the ones that are actually working for you. You, It it creates tracking links for you. You're gonna unlock our content marketing system. You're gonna unlock more designs, more availability for websites, and our weekly coaching call. So if you feel like you would love to hop on with an expert every week and have us coach you through to success, we do that every single week. Just upgrade from core to concept pro or advanced marketer, we got you. Uh, that's what Jonathan's in. Um, right here, Trey says, we've experienced a lot of retail leads coming through PPC. and That's, an eight, that's what Brendan said too. I want to address that one again because that is um, uh, in, in, I wouldn't call it an issue now right now. It's an opportunity that people think is an issue. But um, <clears throat> basically, are there any things you're doing, Brendan, to hyper-focus more and more into the highly motivated seller? I know it's almost impossible to filter them out, the the retails, but what are you doing to better focus them in?
1: Yeah, so like uh, years past, you could almost target the whole city. Mm. So just if you're St. Louis, you could target St. Louis and and not have to worry kind of about pockets of exclusions. So in in Google Ads, you can exclude areas. So those areas could potentially now, where if you're targeting uh, St. Louis, it's more important now to think about what areas you could pot- potentially be excluding on mm. based on market knowledge. If you know, the market knowledge that you have, that some areas might not be where you want to be. It's more of that retail area. Yep. So excluding those areas or really targeting only the areas that you feel are the hottest areas that are going to eliminate that type of searcher. Mm. Um, and then just show ads to those areas. So it's that's one way to possibly try to, to combat some of it is is look at your locations and where you're targeting and who's seeing your ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the, the keyword side, uh, some of it's harder because, some, like I said before, that sell my house fast, pretty good keyword. Uh, now some retail people are, are are searching for that because they just want to speed up the process. Yep. Um, so it's kind of hanging in there with some of those keywords. Some of the other ones that are a little bit looser, maybe it's pausing those up for now. Mm-hmm. Um, still, I kind of, like you said, I don't like pausing those up because yep. it's the the opportunity. Like I said, it, you never know. Um, that's why I, I usually don't use ad schedules because it could be somebody at 3 in the morning on a Saturday that yeah, that's what they search for. Yep. Um, so as long as you kind of – 3 in the morning might be kind of tough to follow up with them right now or right then. But um, having that that opportunity to – to contact somebody. Um, I try not to eliminate as as much as possible.
0: Dude, and and I'm with you there because uh, Jonathan in here says, on the comments, I'm reading the comments right now on Facebook, he says, uh, only downside is the average cost per click uh, for that number one or number two spot, but it's what it is with all the competition. And that's kind kind of what happens. So, like, if you were to draw out, I'll just draw this out. Hopefully you guys can see it on the whiteboard. But if you were to draw out kind of the market cycle, right? Like you... Have market cycle, our micro cycle here. Here's 2019. Here's whatever. Let's say 08. It goes all the way back there. You probably can't read it, but let's imagine you guys can read what I'm writing here. Just like imagine it. So you have the market cycle there. Um, I'm just going to bump it up because you clearly can't see it. Okay, cool. So we have market cycle here. You have, I'm just going to write 2020 there. And then let's say 08. So as the market started you know, climbing up from 08 and kind of taking some dips, 2012 it was a really good time to buy. Uh, that's when I bought a vacation home for pennies on the dollar and some other things. And then, and then you saw it kind of climbing like this. As soon as you start to see that uphill climb like this guys and gals, what happens is on the other side of this, more and more real estate investors are popping in the market too. So at this point down here, the savvy investors are in the market. They're the ones who are getting, they were in pay per click all the way through this time and getting really low cost per leads. They're the ones around this time using Facebook marketing, Facebook marketing back here uh, and, and getting really low cost per leads. But then as the market climbs, you start to see the number of real estate investors also climb. You know, it starts to climb like this, agents as well, right? Agents as well. So it climbs like this. So when you have a market that's climbing, agents, investors climbing, Up with that is also them using those ad methods more and more, which drives up your cost per lead. But also with this, guys, your prices go get higher in a market like that. So therefore, oftentimes your margins, uh, your margins can get bigger if you're doing business right. Some people are reporting that their margins are getting smaller, but they're probably, they need to make some adjustments and get their margins better. The reason I'm bringing this up is this is because when the market starts to slow down a little bit and level off, it's going to be a big opportunity for those that stick with pay-per-click. So let's say the market levels down and goes down a little bit. You're going to start to see investors uh, go kind of like this. It'll be a quicker decline than the market will be because some investors are going to have a, have a tougher time making it work. Um, everyone on this call can make it work. You just got to follow our model and, and actually get emotion out of your marketing budget. That's the next thing I want to talk about is removing your, mo- your emotion from your marketing budget. But you're going to start to see some of the investors... Uh, get filtered out the people who are looking at everything in a a box like i was saying before everything's got to look like a wholesale deal at 60 percent on the dollar and nothing's a deal anymore uh it's because you're you're not getting creative with it what are some of the you you can start to owner owner finance subject to there's gonna be a lot of deals that are coming through guys where people saying, oh there's no equity in it well but on on the other side of it you've got a carrot member who sees that as a subject to deal is able to help that seller also pull $30,000 in profit out of it because they took it subject to rather than looking at it as a buy it at 65% on the dollar, right? So this is what you're going to see. <clears throat> when this happens, your, your cost per click is going to start to go back down over the next two to four years. And it's going to start to normalize again that it'll, it'll follow the same cycle of real estate. So the reason this is important is this. So you guys have probably seen a lot of the times where I've done this calculation, I call it the max cost per lead or max cost per deal calc. And um, where Jonathan was saying only downside is the average cost per click, usually, and I'm not saying it every time, but usually there's an issue with emotion, putting emotion in your marketing budget. So let's say that your average profit per deal, so your APD, and this works for agents too. This works for real estate agents too. You'll just kind of change some of the vernacular. and be like average commission per deal or whatever, right? Average um, average profit per deal, <clears throat> let's just say, I'm just going to go with a, a smaller number. Let's just say it's 10K, okay? Most markets are a little bit bigger than that even for a wholesale deal. If you're talking a flip, you're talking thirty dollars to $50,000 probably is, is is the is the, the minimum range. Then we go leads per deal, okay? So how many leads does it take you to get a deal? Uh, Carter, Steph, I just had him on the podcast, on the CarrotCast. We posted it, I think, last week, right, Brennan? Was it last week? Something like that? Um, Cool. So Carter, he was actually able to massively increase his leads per deal just by moving over to Carrot, just by moving over to a concierge website with Carrot and having us dial in his credibility better and having us dial all those things in better. So he went from, in in the podcast, he tells you exactly what his numbers were. He says, this is what we were before. This is what we were after. Here's how much extra money we made because we made the switch. It was hundreds of thousands. Um, It was about $20,000 a month in extra income that he made because of the switch. So let's say your leads per deal, just for round numbers, just because I'm not good at math. Let's say it's 10. Okay, let's say it takes you 10 10 leads to get one of those $10,000 deals. Okay, Um, and some people are actually seeing this leads per deal number increase, like go up to 15 or 18 or 20. But it's because of the things that we talked about earlier in the call. It's more competition. So you calling a lead back in five minutes today doesn't work like it did a year or two ago. It, you might have been fine a year or two ago calling back a lead in five minutes because there was less competition. But now there's eight million competitors in your market. They're all calling their leads back. Some of them are calling back sooner. Therefore, that guy who's calling back sooner or gal is winning the deals. Okay. So, uh, you can, you can, you can increase your leads per deal in a lot of different ways. Make your website convert better, better, make sure what, make your website have better credibility on there. So it preframes the person to want to work with you, which goes into, which goes into number three. Um, How do you make your website work better? Get testimonials up there, format them correctly. Use our training on how to format a testimonial correctly. Um, Get reviews on Facebook and Google so when people are vetting and verifying you versus the other competitors that they want to go with you because there's more reviews online. Get a good about page up online that shows that you're a real person, a real human being. You got a dog, a cat, whatever it is, you know, just like humanize yourself. Okay. But then this is the, the next part is what I call the trade. And many of you guys have probably seen this before but this was kind of the key for me is I'd, I'd be walking through some high level <clears throat> some high level investors <clears throat> excuse me I'd be walking this, through through this with them because I'd have someone come to me and say hey what, what do you think what do you think you guys could do for like a 1000 bucks a month or 2000 bucks a month I'm like I don't, know. I don't know I mean that's what what let's let's go through this stuff what, what's your average profit per deal oh it just 25000 bucks okay cool uh, well here, here's one scenario Brendan guy in San Francisco Okay, he'd put $6,000 in the PPC and he stopped. He's like, I don't know if this thing works. And I, I go through this with him. What's your average profit per deal? $80,000. Hmm, okay, that changes the numbers a bit. I said, um, so what, what's your leads per deal? Oh, it takes me, I'm making up numbers here. It takes me 25 of those, 25 leads to get one of those $80,000 deals. Okay, cool, let's we'll see that. Uh, how, much it, how much would you trade to make an $80,000 profit deal? Like how much money would you trade to make 80 grand? He's like, oh, like 15 for sure. Okay, cool. So what are you stopping at six for? Like, you're, you're completely letting emotion, you're letting emotion step in there and remove math and logic. And that's what's stopping so many people in this phase of the market. In this phase of the market where your click costs are getting higher and competition's getting higher, people are like using emotion to yank it out because of their experience from a year or two ago of the ROIs they were getting a year or two ago. Or the click, or the or the, um, the, the cost per lead, or they talk to a buddy over here who is in a different market and maybe not running things well, getting leads for 180 bucks, and, and like you said, the dude w- was doing good at 250 bucks a lead that you're working with. It's like, cool, so let's finish this equation. $10,000 average profit per deal. $10,000, or, or 10 leads per deal using this round equation. Uh, I usually like to use like a 25% number, um, but for my first deal, I'm gonna bump it up to 50%. I'm going to go on, if I'm trying to get my first deal out of PPC, I'm willing to spend 50% of that number. I'm willing to spend up to 5K, maybe even more, maybe even more um, to to get to land that deal, okay? But in, in this case, a, after that first one, I'm going to pile all of my profits back in, and then I'm going to go, cool, I'm going to try to do two deals next month if there's enough deal volume in that market, uh, right? So let's just say for this one, it's that 25% number, so it's 2.5K, okay? So this right here is my number. I should be willing to spend up to two and a half thousand dollars on Google Pay per click, including my management fees. In this case, to, to get a ten thousand dollar deal, assuming that these numbers hold stand, hold hold strong. So that person who comes into me and says, "What can you do for a thousand bucks a month?" That's an emotional uh, ask. What I want you guys to do is this: is what I would tell you then after we would go through this. If you really only have a thousand bucks a month, I'd say, "Cool." Well, you can still make it work, but it might take you two and a half or three months to get a deal, right? It might take you two and a half or three months to get a deal, to get enough leads to make that work, Uh, maybe quicker, maybe longer. I don't know, but make sure you guys are using, using math. You're completely removing emotion from the whole equation. Cool. Um, All right, Brent. So, so point number three, going through that part, uh, once you bring up point number three, which I kind of alluded to, and then we'll chat about it for a few.
1: Yeah, just the, uh, driving back home, the the importance of, uh, for me, uh, and point number three is more specific to the Our Company or About page or, or Meet Our Team page or whatever you call it. Uh, we've been running some heat map tests for AdWords members, and mainly see where people are clicking, and we'll end up writing a blog post about it. But uh, the importance of that page and how many of it, that, that lights up on a heat map mm-hmm. where people are clicking. These are just specific Specific traffic from AdWords, no other traffic, no S- SEO, no outside, no Facebook traffic. It's all AdWords traffic coming to these sites. And number one would be their their our company page. So mm. people are checking you out. Um, so it's the importance of building that credibility, building that connection, having some images. You know, like Trevor said, if, it's, if it's you and your dog, you and your family, whatever, having something on there. And how many pages I still see or how many member sites I still see that don't have that, where now it's become where if someone wants to like AdWords Start or someone wants management or whatever, um, it's hard to start it up without that being done. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I recommend that it's done before you start. It's, yep. it's almost, it's become a, a have to. Uh, yep. So yeah, just drilling home that page in the testimonial page. Number two would be that page, the how it works page. Not a lot of people kind of mess with that page, but mm-hmm. that's the number three. Um, a lot of people check out the, how it works page too.
0: Yeah. And dude, it, it's funny. I think it was probably three or four years ago. I originally wrote that blog post cause we, <laughs> we have been doing a lot of testing over the years and, and we noticed that early on. We're like, look at where the heat map was going. We wrote a blog post on it. Uh, we can find it and link it up down in the, in the, in the comment section, but it walks through what, uh, what we call, I think it was like the most important page that you're ignoring on your website or something. And, it hasn't changed and, and it's, it's going to get even more so right because <clears throat> especially in, in this market cycle, like I said, we're <clears throat> frog my throat all day long, um, especially in this market cycle where we're here and there's a lot of competition there when, when you have a lot of options, people then want to go, they want to go uh, find differentiation between those options and if you're offering a same or similar service, so this applies to agents as well, especially agents but if, if you have a perceived similar service, i.e. they can buy my house for cash, they can close quickly, or agents, they can list my home or they can show me houses and they charge a similar commission. If you have a similar perceived service, then they start to look for difference for differences, for, for reasons why or why not to work for someone, work with someone. And the very first place they go is, well, who are they? You know, like after they understand that you've got a service that can likely solve their problem, and then next they're like, well, kind of, like i i kind of need to understand how the whole how the whole thing works um they might get that from the home page or some of your content or maybe hop to the how it works page but then they're going to go straight over to well who are these people um are are they are they legit are they fly by night are they going to scam me Um, do i want to sit in a car with them and go look at 20 houses 20 houses or do i not kind of want a thing and that's something guys i know i've been same thing we were ahead of the curve on that about four years ago posting that out and every single like every month we're hammering out i did a podcast on that three years ago called the credibility score i do all kinds of content on it and people are just now finally starting to talk about it finally like it's this brand new thing and i've been talking about it for four and a half five years but now what's happening and we're ahead of the game again and people in two or three years are going to go oh my gosh like we need to do videos and content guys we've been talking about that too post content online get on video why do you think we are right now on video it builds connection, it builds trust, it builds credibility, it builds authority. People want to work with authorities. People want to work with people they trust. People want to work with people who seem like they know what they're doing and they like them and they kind of they kind of dig them a little bit, right? Um, so as you look at our content and you see all the dumb dolls we make, and I love these things, by the way. They're not dumb, they're cool. But um, all the fun that we have with all this stuff, like we've got the Agent Carrot, Super Carrot, uh, Farmer Carrot, uh coach carrots the latest one we're making some other new one here in our core values and like all the different things that we bake into our content um it connects you with us it shows you hey here's why we love what we do here's wh- here's we're we're honest trustworthy credible people who just want to do great job and i think we can help you a lot and we know what we're doing we have an expertise okay so this isn't unique to just us it's not unique to software companies it's anybody, especially in the competitive phase of a market that is trying to decide and differentiate on who to work with. They look at homepage, they look at about page, and then they're going to explore, and that's the wrong marker, they're going to explore and look at content, which is your videos. Use video post. Do a video every week, Out a house, at a probate house. Hey, I uh, just left this house here in South, in South Tennessee. And uh, they actually inherited it and uh, inherited it from their uncle and da-da-da-da, this, this, and that, and the other. And here's what we walk them through. Here's how they can get out of their situation if you've also inherited a house, you know, blah, 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 blah. Make it three to five minutes. Post it up on YouTube. Get it into our video post feature that automatically turns it into a written blog post. If you're driving from PPC right here and then you're driving down into the website, they're going to look at about page, maybe how it works. They might explore some stuff. But you want them to see and explore your videos. You want them to see and explore and check out. Oh, they know what they're doing. Uh, he, that person, that guy or gal, looks like they're a nice person. They look like they're an expert. Bo Hollis sent me a text message on this, probably uh, two or three months ago after he came to his first carrot camp, and he said, "Man, I I just I'm pumped because I've been doing videos for two or three months. Um, I know I got to be patient, just doing the work. It's not immediate." Um, buddy goes, I'm so excited because this gal hit me up and she said the reason she chose to work with me because she saw one of my, she found me from one of my videos online. She saw me and she thought that I seemed like a nice guy from a video. Okay, guys, that's the age we're in. So mark my word. You guys are all going to be in a year or two or three years coming back and saying, oh my gosh, there's this brand new thing called video marketing that, uh, everyone needs to start doing just like everyone's saying with credibility right now. So, anyway, I'll, I'll shut up.
1: Yeah, no, and that's a perfect out. opportunity to, to create a video and put Not a lot of people on their home page or on the, their about pages use video.
0: Nope.
1: And, and how cool that could be just mm-hmm. to, to make a cool little video and, instead of the, the text. But yep. yeah, I looked up our heat map. So 29% of 137 clicks yeah, clicked on the, the Meet Our, his Meet Our team. Uh, it's a lot. That's, that's a big I, deal. Yeah, And that was a, a month's period, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: that was just a snapshot of it. But, yeah, it's a
0: lot. That's a big deal. I love it. Well, guys, uh, are there any questions? We've got about four minutes, and I've got a podcast i got to record. But pipe any questions through. I think there was one through that, Brady, you popped in there yeah. from Mike. Mike Campbell, yeah. To know about okay. Yeah, so Mike Campbell from YouTube, uh, he's watching this on the YouTube side, says, Hi, I'm a content pro member. Awesome, Mike. Congrats, man. Dude, make sure you're using the campaign builder, okay? Uh, a lot of people don't really realize what the campaign links are, but we have our campaign tracking links so that you can go create a new link for each ad group or. Brendan, how, how do you use that? Like, how do you use the campaign links?
1: Yeah, I, I typically will do it by, if they're city campaigns, I'll, I'll do city campaign links. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And then I also create them
1: for test the site links within a, a Google ad, you have your site links, the clickable links are within mm. that. Um, I'll do it within those sometimes too, because um, yeah. they can, you can see them a little clearer through the, the, the back end, the dashboard. Um, so it could be, uh, it could be our company page gets a campaign link or, or a testimonials mm. page or whatever, but
0: cool. yep. I like it. So he says, I've been working, uh, working PPC for a while now. I'm currently looking to optimize my weekly ma- maintenance plan. So uh, Brendan, what do you do after you get the thing set up? What do you then do on a weekly basis or wh- whatever the cadence is? And maybe it's a daily, weekly, monthly. What do you do from there to optimize and continue to improve?
1: Yeah. So daily uh, it typically isn't, it, it's just overseeing the campaign. So daily, you want to happen in your campaign. Just make sure that there's no error messages that came through. Uh, you know, possibly you're looking at some keyword bids um, to make sure you're, you're not slipping. but. Dailys hard because it's not showing you enough data. Mm. Um, keyword bids could be every couple of days, um, weekly, probably better. You want to get enough data off those keywords to be able to make better better adjustments. and those adjustments are based off of, for me uh, ad positions. I always like to try to get ads in the top kind of two-ish ad position. So it's in between two and three. I usually don't strive for the number one. Um, Jonathan kind of mentioned that that number one ad spot. Mm-hmm. Number one ad spots could cost you double. Um, and and you really don't get generate any more leads off of the number one ad spot. So, uh, weekly taking a look at those keyword bids, um, eventually it's, it's kind of the, the 80, 20 ish rule where you'll, you're going to concentrate on a bulk amount of keywords. Um, and those are going to be your most popular ones. Spend the most time looking at those and and adjusting bids from those, Hmm. um, but you never want any of your keywords really to be lower than you know three or four, four the, at the lowest. Um, if your keywords are in the, the five ad ad position, six ad position, you definitely want to adjust those bids uh, according to what AdWords kind of showing in the estimates mm. at ad. Um, ad copy, probably monthly. You want to test your ad copy monthly. Um, again, kind of getting enough data. If some ad groups aren't, aren't busy enough, it could be, changing those every couple months but in busy ad groups always testing uh, monthly ad copy always keeping what's working and then adjusting what's what's not
0: cool i love it i love it guys go check out the links that uh, brady and the team has linked up in the comments section on the on the the facebook side of things check out the ppc guide we've got you can go to carrot.com forward slash ppc dash report we also have the um the blog posts on the most important page in your website we have a, we have a lot of web we have a lot of uh, a blog posts and in, in, in content on how to make your about page awesome but like like Brendan said just tell about yourself your expertise maybe some core values um ideally uh the next level upgrade is some sort of video i know with ours with our our about page for care it started off just written like we did that for two or three years it was just written but then eventually, we're like ah, let's upgrade this thing. Let's upgrade it and really show people who we're about. And you can do that best with with video, uh, w- with the good video. Uh, next, don't use Google Smart Campaigns, guys. Don't use those or anything that Google actually runs for you, because it is likely not going to work well. Uh, that, that also goes with with most. I'm not going to say all, but I'm going to say most local non real estate specific PPC providers. Not all, most. Uh, if you're going to go work with a, a firm, they're like, "Oh, we do PPC all day." But if they don't know the ins and outs of this industry, the words that people are searching that aren't going to show up in a in a darn uh, Google AdWords you know keyword searchy thingy, um, if they're not specific to this industry, they might miss some of that stuff. So they might be great for plumbing, they might be great for this, but they may not be great for real estate. Um, and if and if they have if they're like, "Yeah, we've done real estate. We worked with 14 agents in the past." Agents and investors on the PPC side are completely different, y'all, like completely different. So make sure you're working with someone who has done this. I'll once again, to a couple of calls to action for you guys. There's free training if you guys want to do it. Our weekly coaching calls uh, for content pro members and advanced marketer members are every single Tuesday at 11 o'clock Pacific time. Brendan hops on there pretty darn consistently to, to talk about PPC and review people's PPC campaigns, just like Jonathan Tran mentioned. Um, he started a couple months ago and he opted on on Tuesday and we helped him to, uh, to dial it in a little bit better. The next thing is if you want some help setting it up, post in the comments section or email support and say, Hey, um, I'm interested in learning about possibly the AdWords quick start. Once again, it's not something we can guarantee we can do for everybody. Uh, something that it, we, we have a, a criteria that we go through and go, well, if they match these things, then they have a higher likelihood of getting a good ROI from this. We're not just going to do it and take your money for everybody. We're like, we want to make sure it's a good possibility that's going to work well for you. You're not brand new. You have money to invest in the PPC. Your site has some basics of being dialed in, things like that. Right, guys. <clears throat> that's something that we do have a service there. We can tell you about it. Reach out to support or in the comment section. The last thing is, guys, focus on this calculation. Like I talk, I've probably talked about it forty times in the past month, but it's so important because, especially in this level of market. You get psyched out. You get psyched out thinking that you got to stop your campaign or buff things down. Or I had, I had a really high end client. <clears throat> He's a carrot camper too. Uh, uh, Tim, who's amazing, awesome investor. He shut off his, his PPC. I'm like, dude, what's going on? He goes, I'm only making, uh, what was it? He's like, I'm only doubling my money now before I was like, <clears throat> I was like increasing it by 50 times. I'm going, and he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it back. I'm like, dude, we're in this phase of the market where that's gonna happen, but <clears throat> but the people that stick through it, if you keep on spending, and even if you're just increasing, like let's say you're only doubling your money, cool, you're gonna force other people out of the market. Just stay in it for a year, stay in it for 18 months, and, and those other guys are probably gonna leave permanently, and then you're in there and you're able to profit the whole time. And so it's just a mindset right now in this phase of the market, y'all. Um, Jared, last question here for you, Brennan, because I got to bounce for a podcast, but Jared says, "Have you experimented with YouTube ads?" <clears throat>
1: yes, um, they work okay, and I, I always think experiments are, are a must. I mean, you got to try them out because um, some markets are going to be different than others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're tough though within the um, within the, the the investor industry. I kind of prefer retargeting ads using video, and then they can show on YouTube. Yeah. Still so going to have some text ads that can show within gmail ads um, and then you're covering the whole base of of wherever you can show retargeting ads so the display retargeting ads so you're covering create a retargeting campaign or whatever campaign you're going to use and, and add video to it um, and then it's going to show on youtube that's the the, the possibility of it um, One good thing about adWords um, Kind of in the last six months is that is that now retargeting ads can show on these different platforms. Mm. Um, YouTube one, Gmail the other
0: one. I, lo- I love it. So I'm gonna finish it with this, guys. If you want to to meet Brendan in person and you want to hang out with him and talk PPC with him and hang out with me and hang out with the Carrot team and 14 other amazing investors and agents, uh come out to Carrot Camp. We just opened up Carrot Camp for the fall. Uh, we've already had applications, four or five came in the last couple days. We limited it 15 strict uh, and you've got to be experienced. So you have to have a minimum of $100,000 a year in income from your real estate business. That's to keep it really high level. But usually what we see is is a good number of six figure guys, a really good number of seven figure guys. And every now and then you throw in an eight figure person in there, uh, guy or gal. And uh, it's amazing. Just go to carrotcamp.com. We're opening that up. Applications have already started flowing in. We're going to pick uh, the, the, the best ones there lock in those seats. We already have some returners. Brian Rockwell's coming back. He did uh, $650,000 his first year. A lot of it was PPC down in Dallas. He's coming back to his business partner. We have some other returners coming back for another carrot camp and a bunch of newer, amazing people too. just go to carrotcamp.com. Brendan, appreciate you, man. Thanks for dropping yeah, thank knowledge you. on them. And, and, uh, as always, just appreciate you being a big part of the carrot team.
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks, thanks buddy. Have a good rest of the day. See you guys. You too.